0: (laughs) No, you're just wasting a good wet shirt. Yeah. (laughs) So gross. (laughs) That's so gross. We're disgusting. Okay. So, welcome everybody to the Disastrous Podcast. I'm Amanda.
1: I'm Hannah.
0: And this is the podcast where we like to tell you some...
1: Gross. Yeah. Ew.
0: We're we're like the historical version of wiping your nose on your t-shirt. Yeah. You know.
1: We We know what's
0: going to happen. There's somebody to blame.
1: (laughs) It's yourself.
0: It's yourself.
1: We are the summer sweat beneath your Mm -hmm. pit. We are. (laughs) We are the dandruff in your hair. We are the booger in your nose. T.S. (laughs) Elliot.
0: I was going to say Beaches? Is that from Beaches? <laughs> I... <laughs> um, yes, that's us. So uh, today I am going to tell Hannah a little story. It's definitely a classic. Oh,
1: um, the greatest hits.
0: So I would love to give trigger warnings for this, but I honestly don't know what they are. Okay. Uh, it's a classic story, but... Um, classic triggers. I couldn't think of any. So if y'all want to leave it in the comments.
1: Yeah. Or what? I, I think we'll put it in the description at the end or we'll put it in the description rather when we post it. So, you know, just keep your little eyes on that.
0: Yeah. And you never know. There might not be really any triggers. Maybe this all ends in sunshine and rainbows. Yeah, but it doesn't. I'm sure. So <laughs> There's that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so today I will be telling you the story of Chernobyl.
1: Oh, this is one. Yeah.
0: This is a story
1: that I know next to zero about, and I've always been like, I should really look into that.
0: Yeah, well, and listen, now you don't have to. Cool. I did it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> great. <laughs> Yo soy uh. Um, yeah. that, just- <laughs> that
1: was good. <laughs>
0: You, Thank you. Okay, good. Is that on your demo reel, <laughs> like,
1: goddamn. So,
0: sometimes when my voice or your voice reaches like a certain pitch, I just like kick into Dora. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's problematic. Just alright, everybody don't at me.
1: Yes, okay. Dora. I can't do so,
0: it. So, yeah, that was oh, that was really good. So, in talking about what I was going to do for for this week's episode, uh I told Noah that I was going to do Chernobyl and he was like, Oh good. Like a classic, but don't people know like, you know, a lot about that. And I was like, I don't. Yeah. Like I know it was bad.
1: Same here. Exactly the same here. And it is one of those ones where I assume that if I'm like, Oh, I don't really know what happened. People will be like, what? You don't know what what happened?" A Chernobyl? What do you
0: mean? You didn't write your dissertation on it or what?
1: I'm the most popular girl in school and I love talking about Chernobyl.
0: Chernobyl. Oh my God. It's kind of a fun character. I can talk about like football, french fries, Chernobyl, my jam. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So April 25th, 1986. Cool. 80s babies. We're talking like those parachute pants we're talking like big big hair. This is in America so but you know you know where you were. Yeah. Or maybe not. If you're Hannah, you no. weren't around just yet.
1: But I was but a but a whisper of a dream.
0: <laughs> and a dream you are. A dream come true. <laughs> Your dream come true. All right. So Chernobyl power plant located about 2 miles from Pripyat a small town in northern Ukraine. Got it. Is just going into the night shift. So just before midnight, our protagonist, uh, engineer mechanic Alexander Yuvchenko, clocks in for his shift. And this day at work will be buck wild. But we've seen a lot of these work shifts. (laughs) (laughs) really not go as planned. Yeah. So oh this will be another one of those. Uh unfortunately he is not unionized, so you know. You get it. Yeah. So as the night shift starts off, his he has a family at home, uh his wife Natasha and his uh two year old son, if I remember correctly, Kirill. Okay. And they're just peacefully sleeping, um Natasha has kind of some doubts about nuclear power.
1: Oh, oh, interesting. She's like,
0: I don't really trust it. It doesn't seem normal or natural. Mm. Uh, But recently she saw a government official on TV be like, nuclear power is completely safe. Okay. Literally this shit does not explode. There are no meltdowns. Even if there are, they only happen like once every 10,000 years. So like sleep easy, you're covered, we're good. This
1: is one of my like weird gaps in knowledge where I think mm-hmm. when I was in high school, I had an environmental science teacher who was like nuclear power is actually a lot safer than people think.
0: And I, th- I
1: think that might be true, but correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm.
0: No, you're absolutely right. Um, this, in, in doing my research for this, uh, this episode, it was kind of like listen, we know that there was this thing and it was bad. Mm-hmm. D- don't get us wrong, it was bad. But it's kind of not like brainwashed people into thinking nuclear power is dangerous. Yeah. But it kind of has.
1: And also like if you just think about like the power that marketing has cuz it's like, well, I don't know, fucking oil rigs expo- explode, you know? Like fucking coal All like the time. coal mines People being in coal mines, that's fucking dangerous. You got to rely on a damn bird to tell you if you're going to die. Yeah. Can you imagine? A bird is your only safety measure.
0: bird? Some untrained bird? Some (laughs) dumbass bird? We're Um, not talking about Harry (laughs) Potter's owl up in here.
1: I love to imagine that they have not evolved past canaries. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Being their only, like, warning system.
0: They're still using birds, right? Okay, good. Confirmed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I don't know. The the grip that big fossil fuel has on this damn country feels yeah. completely insurmountable.
0: Yeah. And it's, like, all positioning, right? So, yeah. And you will see that she sees this government official be like, hey. You're chill. Just go to bed. So, in just over 24 hours from when he clocks in, people who Natasha knows will be out on the street looking at a giant beam of light (gasps) shooting up from the Chernobyl power plant. And it's Uh, like this dazzling light laser just shooting Godzilla
1: vibes, Godzilla Uh V Kong.
0: Mm hmm. But it's just, like, this brilliant, beautiful glow, too. So, like, people who are, like, outside for whatever reason. Like, most of the town was sleeping because it's, like, 1 o'clock in the morning. But the people who were outside or up early enough to see it just, Mm. like, stood outside and watched it.
1: Yeah. No, I'm sure. I mean, like, you see something like that. I would. Yeah. I'd be
0: like, it's aliens. Yeah. It's aliens for sure. Yeah. And I'll I'm going to sit here, I'm going to stand here on my porch and watch it. Uh, but it was not not aliens. that. We are not aliens.
1: This is a, a sidetrack, but me yeah. and my roommates and a few of my roommates' friends were having a conversation the other night, and we were trying to come up with a numerical system of like, ranking apocalypses. And like, oh, fun. <laughs> so the categories were like, how quick would like infrastructure shut down? Like international relations, you know, United States relations, you know, internally within yep. the country, supply mm-hmm. chain. Um, and then one of them was fun factor. Like how much would it be like, look, I know the world is ending, but it's a little kooky right now.
0: <laughs> but this is pretty crazy. So like <laughs>
1: I didn't agree with this, but they all said zombie apocalypse would have a high fun factor because you're kind of like running around and like abandoned houses, shit like that. Right? Yeah. But we all agreed that alien invasion, highest fun factor. Because you are so, you're so beyond fucked. You're done. If aliens find us, that's (laughs) it. Like if aliens find us, we're done.
0: Yeah, you're outmatched (laughs) on every level. At that point, right? Like,
1: I'm sorry. It, our only hope is that they think we're funny to watch. <laughs> but at this, we
0: same- all just start breaking into like little dances. Yeah, and we're like, hey, hey right, what de- do you think de- about de- 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 Don't kill me! Don't kill me! <laughs> Look what I can do!
1: At the same time, you just know it's so over that you're like, well, oh, this is kind of cool. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: you're like, let's fuck around. Some cool right. shit in the sky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well and that's just it so like you'll see later on in the story like even the scientists who knew what was happening yeah they were like dazed by this yeah. big, huge beam like, that's it's
1: insane wild
0: Ugh. so they will be looking at this beam shooting up into the stars at exactly the same time alexander yuvchenko the, our engineer and four men will be exposed to deadly radiation Ooh. in their effort to find out what the hell just happened. Yeah. So overall the communists will want to keep all of this information secret.
1: Mmm. Pretty pretty um hey, pretty hard to do with a giant beam of light in the sky, I'd imagine.
0: Exactly. But it will be like very hush hush. Mm-hmm. It will be a lot of closed door meetings. All of this stuff. So, yeah, the Chernobyl power plant disaster will be one of the most monstrous events in world history. Jeez. And at the heart of the matter is a design flaw.
1: Mm, interesting.
0: Yes. And some, like, I wouldn't say, like, questionable decisions, but, like, we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah, so basically the tests that they needed to run to determine if they were doing a good enough job to keep this, like, power plant up and running, was every reactor has three backup diesel generators that kick in if power suddenly is lost. Mm -hmm. So to know if this works, they have to do tests. Uh, The first test in 1982, big flopping failure.
1: Whoa. Again in
0: 84, F-. minus. Again in 85, and they just keep failing these tests. So the top brass at like in Moscow is like, this is unacceptable. We cannot be failing these tests every time. You got to pass one.
1: I just want. I'm confused as to how it didn't get better.
0: (laughs) Yep. It's like, all right, we'll try again. We'll kind of, uh, we'll zhuzh some stuff. We'll move that table over here and it might work.
1: (laughs) We'll, uh, apply a thin layer of paint. (laughs) again exactly. Uh, we will um you know what we'll pray this time
0: yes thoughts and prayers kids (laughs) you know what to do gear up those prayer books so the next test is in 86 uh the reactor's emergency cooling system has to be disabled so the test can run correctly so there's nothing in the way of of seeing how it's working Mm mm-hmm uh, the night shift workers don't know that this test is gonna happen. Alexander, uh, you Yuchen- what? Yeah, Yuvchenko didn't know that this test was happening. Uh, they just straight up went into work one day, and and things went wild, and they were not prepared for them even to have something different going on that day.
1: So, in a normal circumstance, is this test supposed to be disruptive at all, or is it like? Minimally, you know kind it is of supposed to be invasive. disruptive. Yes,
0: <laughs> yeah, like you know, like when there's like a test at a power plant or a factory or something like that that like most of the people don't know about. It's you know there's no reason for them to know. It that's not this. Sure,
1: like they should have known, and it's Definitely like if they didn't like if they didn't know they were gonna find out anyway. So it's like mm-hmm. why not just tell them?
0: Yep, 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 yep. So the reason that they weren't told, and this is just basic breakdown of communication, which, you know, we see all the time, but the test was supposed to happen in the day. But there was a power outage in the town, so they kept the generators going. Okay. So people could just have their power. And they decided to do it later that night. Got it. But also, not tell anybody. (sighs) So, the night shift workers that have arrived uh, have not been briefed. And basically... I'm gonna give you a like a kind of a brief summary on how like a nuclear yeah. nuclear reactor works, Hit and me. then we'll kind of get into what happened and the absolute mayhem that followed. So inside a nuclear reactor, uh, neutrons split uranium atoms. That makes more neutrons. They split more atoms, more neutrons. Mm-hmm. Da da da. And as all of this splitting is happening, it makes heat. Like a got it. A lot of heat. Yeah. And it heats up water, turns to steam, and powers the cotton gin, or whatever, water the, wheel. The water like,
1: uh, history making inventions for five, please? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm like, what's that wheel that's powered by water that gives... Yes.
1: Water wheel?
0: <laughs> that's it. That's the one. So... Something along those lines. It's a little more fancy. But uh, the steam powers and then everybody gets to yeah watch TV and stuff. It's great. Got it. Okay. So all of that heat and energy has to be contained somehow. So if you're envisioning like, uh, say like a, I don't know, like a silo. Yeah. Right? That's like the nuclear reactor. Yeah. It's got these big control rods. Okay. That come down from like the cap of it. They're made out of boron with a graphite. Got it. A
1: big Sorry, pencil. all the
0: science is like just yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a big pencil.
1: There's just a like big a 700 pencil. 700
0: pound pencil.
1: There's a big like cup that. with a big pencil in it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. See? I'm glad you're here to help me out with yeah, this. Yeah, I got stuff. you. So so these big rods, there's like 26 of them inside of a reactor. And they kind of go up and down, and the what they're made out of, the boron, helps kind of like absorb neutrons so the reaction doesn't get too hot too okay. fast. Okay. So that's just kind of how they control the heat going on in the in the reactor. Cool. So no one in Chernobyl doubts the safety of all of this stuff. They're just like, Yeah, cool. great. This is how we make energy. It is super safe.
1: No. My- notes. My father made energy this way, and my father's father yeah. made energy this way, and my father's father's exactly. father made it's energy. Been
0: this been way. Passed down from generation to generation, 700 pound big old pencils <laughs> in a silo. You get it. Tail tale as old as time. So, our one, uh, we already know that the night shift workers are not prepared for a test. Um so when the power in the plant falls dramatically, they're all like, mm. w- what's happening here? We don't mm. we don't know why the power is falling so quick. At about twenty-eight minutes past midnight on April twenty sixth is when everyone just starts being like, huh? So they try to increase the power because they're not prepared for this test. And, and the test
1: the test is kind of like we're gonna drop the power. And see if the system itself can deal with it or see if the workers know what to do. Yes,
0: to see if the backup generators work. Right,
1: okay. So So they shouldn't, hypothetically, if they knew about it, they wouldn't be doing anything,
0: really. They wouldn't be touching anything. Exactly. Mm. So they're like, oh shit, we're losing power. Like, okay, well, turn it up or something. So
1: their manager is to... like their manager is a twenty six year old kid from like hot topic.
0: Seriously. Like there there are so many like young like newbies working there that yeah. they're just like crank it to eleven, baby. <laughs> just turn it up. It's but... like an
1: eighteen year old who used to work at PacSun and
0: <laughs> <laughs> some like surfer bro and he's like I don't know, man, just I'm gonna go out for a cigarette though, see ya <laughs> literally (laughs) so so they turn it up but that's not working either because as we know it always just gets worse it's like let's take bad thing multiply it by another bad thing and then hopefully but we will get another bad thing
1: what is it like the half-life of like radioactive elements is like it multiplies or it divides infinitely into smaller mm-hmm. and smaller numbers. It's like bad things happen infinitely into greater and greater events.
0: Bad, yeah, and it just, yeah. it's just going to get worse. Hey, I'm so, a scientist. Yeah, girl. <laughs> You're so smart. So in their effort to try to turn up the power, I'm i am making a motion like I'm just using a knob. I, know, I know. I love it. It's
1: I spinal tap. It. it has
0: an 11. I know, it's <laughs> totally spinal tap. I'm like, they're just turning up this little knob like the volume on a stereo. I mean, I got to confess, and...
1: I've been picturing Homer Simpson this whole time
0: <laughs> Okay, great. at the power plant. So yep. just turn this one knob. It's good. Yeah. So they are trying to turn it up, but that's not working either because there's a buildup of xenon within okay. the reactor. Basically, when the power drops and the temperature cools inside the reactor, xenon is normally burnt off, but when the temperature is low enough, it builds up and won't allow the reaction to take place. It's called xenon poisoning. There's very little that you need to... Um, <laughs> so I was like, I we don't need to talk about it, mostly because I don't know anything about it. So, hour two... At 1.05 a.m. So the xenon buildup has further slowed down the the reactor. And so they're like, okay, well, the control rods are in. The pencils are in the cup. Yeah. We'll just take them out. And we'll get the power back. Oh, I don't know.
1: That makes me nervous for some reason.
0: And it should. Because that is exactly not what they should be doing.
1: I mean, look, uh, me and Amanda, look, we are not good at this science. But that was, mm-hmm. like, the one thing you prioritized telling me about so I feel yeah. like it's important. Yeah.
0: So this is honestly maybe like one of the, the funnier funnier parts of this story. So they're like, we'll just take out the control rods, easy peasy. And they do. They take out like 20 out of 26 control rods. But there's the power still isn't coming up. So a young operator gets on the phone to his superior and is like, what should I do in the program? There are instructions of what to do. And then there's a bunch of stuff that's like crossed out.
1: Stop it. No, (laughs) no. And then then they have a draft.
0: (laughs) They have a draft. He's like, all right. So if this happens, then this happens. And then this happens. And then you take this out and then do this other stuff. There's a bunch of crossed out directions. And he's like, all right. uh, Okay. Nope. I see here. Yep follow the crossed-out instructions. What? No! What?
1: He was told to follow those, specifically?
0: He was told to follow the crossed-out instructions. Cool. Cool, cool, Oh my god, this is is so
1: sloppy. This is really, um, you know, this is what I want to be happening at a nuclear power
0: plant. (laughs) Yep, exactly. I want people to be just taking out rods, willy-nilly. I want them to be following crossed-out instructions, not being told about tests, whatever. (laughs) How could this have ended, like, how, how this night could have ended well just from this? I don't know. Yeah. But 105 a.m. They have the power stabilized, um, although oh. the reactor is running, like, well below where shift supervisor Anatoly Dyatlov, who has this beautiful gray mustache. Mm. It's, like, lush yum, and, yum, yum. and beautiful. Um, he thinks it's not running high enough. He's like, it's stabilized. Cool. Great work, everybody. You followed those crossed out directions to a T. But we could still get a little more power because if this test does not go right, I'm not going to tell my boss, Vladimir Putin, that I did not get this test right.
1: Is it a test at this? Do they know it's a test at this point?
0: The shift supervisor does. So he knows that he needs certain results. And he's like, like later on when there's like a tribunal, he'll be like, I wasn't there. I was on vacation.
1: <laughs> hey,
0: if you're going to take the credit, you got to take the blame. All That's right? our new
1: the new podcast our motto. New
0: motto. So, it's now running like so he has to have it or ha- has to be at a certain level to make this test happen. So the reactor is running at less power than safer test, but mm. they do it anyway. And At 1.24, the test really starts, meaning they're going to simulate a power outage and slowing the turbines and power the coolant pumps and all this other factory stuff. And then all hell breaks straight up loose out the gate. It just hell on wheels. So what happens next is a sudden massive increase in power. It's wild high and everyone's like, Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh no! We did, yeah. uh, we did a bad. We did a bad, 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 oh, bad, bad. No. And something hits the scram button. So the scram button is at Chernobyl. It's the AZ5 button, and it's basically an emergency shutdown of the whole thing. Just,
1: poof. oh wow!
0: All of the control rods, all of the pencils in the cup, drop all the way in. To stop any nuclear reaction.
1: Sure. But
0: the rods, as we discussed before, have a graphite tip. Sure. Which actually increases the reaction rate. So the boron that what? most Wait. of it's made out of. Yeah. So why, like, it,
1: if why does it have it? Why do they have why, it then? Why?
0: Why? Shouldn't it be made out of rubber or some shit? Like, so basically, the pencils that we're talking about, all of the pencil, the yellow part of like a number two pencil, absorbs neutrons, slows down a reaction. The eraser, though, speeds it up and they drop the whole pencil in. But nobody knew that this was going to happen. Nobody knew that, like, the graphite tip was going to just kickstart this bitch. Like,
1: why didn't they know?
0: I don't know. Like, this feels like, you know, uh, when you work in a restaurant, it's one of those things. It's like, oh, we do these things here, we make food. Yeah. We serve drinks. Um, you know, if, if you leave the burners on in the kitchen overnight, something bad could happen. We just mm-hmm. know these things because we work here. But They mm-hmm. did not. It just... So.
1: It's as if it's like, let's, pro- let's just try leaving the burners on and see what happens, um, but only if we can also then light a match.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the, so they drop all these rods in. There's a huge surge in reactivity. And the graphite tips are now like, oh, we live here. We're not coming back out. Oh. The turbo, like the rods are like bouncing up and down inside the reactor. And the guy who's watching is like, oh, no. Oh. He's seeing these... 700 pound rods bounce up and forth like and he's like it was like they were being controlled by god there's no Jeez. way to so the rods and their caps are jumping up and down within the reactor lid and then boom poof, the beam of light bomb goes off oh and there's no turning back there's no pushing another button turning down the power dropping rods picking them out nothing the explosion causes the reactor's steel lid. That weighs 10,000 tons. Which, in this video I watched, compared it to 2,000 medium-sized male African elephants. <laughs> Very detailed. Awesome. The, so cool. I was like, oh, medium-sized elephants. Oh, medium-sized male elephants. Oh, medium-sized male African elephants. Whew. Good thing we were specific. Yeah. So, 2,000 of those. It flies off and it goes straight through the roof.
1: Where does it end up?
0: I don't know. It's out there. Can you
1: imagine... You are just preparing a lovely 3 a.m. snack for yourself.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: your husband has been snoring in the bed next to you. Little Mm -hmm. Johnny's asleep and you're trying not to wake him and you're living on a farm for some reason in my head. And all of a sudden, (laughs) whoosh, in the sky, 10 thousand pounds of metal and then it just falls on your farmland yeah and 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 now you're like i don't know what to do with this i don't know how to get rid of this
0: (laughs) i'm going back to bed (laughs) yeah
1: i just wanted my clotted cream and berries but now i'm gonna go (laughs) back to sleep
0: (laughs) i love it i don't know yeah and mind you this thing is highly radioactive too
1: true
0: so we're gonna get into that so Shortly thereafter, there's another big explosion because of hydrogen and zirconium steam reactions and some other science bullshit. But there's another big explosion. Bits of radioactive material are flung everywhere, and fuel and fires and the core is just open. And that's where you get that big beam of light. Yeah. It's just open to the sky. Our protagonist, Alexander, is, we'll say, taken aback. Mm-hmm. He was a, a little surprised. He did not know what was going to be going on tonight. He was in a meeting going over some nighttime documents, I don't know. Yeah. And with some colleagues and now everything is just like blah, 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 like going like shaking like there's an earthquake or you're going up a roller coaster. And he's like, "Oh my god, we've been attacked. The United States has attacked us." Because it's Yeah. You know, it's us. And Cold it's the War 80s o'clock. And... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is it, is it after?
1: It's after Cold War o'clock, but still.
0: Yeah, but it feels about the same. Yeah. Era, right? I don't know. Everybody's just scared of us, so we're really nice. Mm,
1: I so, don't know about that. I think they're rightfully yeah, like, scared of us.
0: Me and you are really nice.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: so he's like, "We've been attacked." It's the U.S. He takes off down a dark hallway, and he wants to figure out what's going on so he's getting closer to the explosion site and he hears like a hissing sound snakes and he finds his his friend
1: oh not who snakes. has been
0: horribly disfigured by the explosion <sighs> and he cannot recognize him he can only tell that it's his friend from Aww. the sound of his voice so still mr mustache Dyatlov still doesn't know the reactor has blown up he's like what he's just drinking tea he's doing his thing he's like uh, this is testing day, testing day, going so well. I am going to ace this test. Oh,
1: was he actually there or not? Because I know in his test, he, there, he said there. he was oh, an yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. cool people. Cool, cool.
0: And people were acting under his instruction, too. So he was like, oh, I was there. And they were like, Yeah, you were. Mm. It's on the CCTV. Butt face. So Diatlov is just chilling. He's like, oh, oh, another day at work. Good job, man. And. <laughs> Alexander sets off to control room number four, where he meets three other guys who were ordered by Dyatlov to go to the reactor hall and lower the control rods by hand. So you remember these control rods. They're going up and down. The they're 700 pounds. The giant pencils
1: like, lower by hand.
0: The giant pencils. Yeah. L- uh, lower and, you know, adjust the rods by hand 700 pounds. Cool. Bye. By hand he's like yeah you might need to you know two of you to to get one up and down whatever this is just chaos right because yeah. those rods are gone they've done been gone they exploded there is nothing left in that reactor hall it is a crater so he's like there's no reactor hall the reactor has blown up there are no control rods they've blown up too there's nothing left but space and most of the people, like, in the control room are like, that doesn't happen, homie. Are you drunk? They just he like, says, look outside, it. my friends. <laughs> if you would look out this window here, I will show you exactly. So he's like, okay, you're right. You're right. I'll give you this. I only saw it from the bottom floor. And they're like, well, what are we even talking about then? You got to <laughs> see it from the top floor to know if there's any real damage, which I find so stupid. He's like, it looks like a crater went off in the reactor room. And they're like, but did you see it from the right Did you get a bird's eye view? Yeah, because maybe everything is just perfect hunky dory. Okay. (laughs) Have you ever thought about that? So four of them head up to the upper floor of the reactor hall. And this would be the end of the journey for three of the men. The fourth being Alexander. Because when they go into the reactor hall, they have like these Big huge, imagine like a Star Trek submarine yeah. door it's like super heavy and it and it locks out yeah. everything, like a bank vault, essentially. So the three men walk into the reactor hall and Alexander's holding the door open because he's the strongest out of them. And they come back out and they're like, You're right, it's gone. There's nothing left. These three men would die in agony Ugh. from radiation. And the parts of Alexander's body that were exposed being his, like, arm, leg, and, like, shoulder, and I think part of his face were exposed directly to the radiation coming out of that door. (gasps) It turned black.
1: That That is spooky. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so by this time, everybody kind of knows what's happened, and they're measuring the radiation on their little, like, reader doohickey. But it's completely off the charts.
1: They're like, that's a lot of ghosts. My EKG monitor.
0: We got a lot of ghosts. We got a lot of uh, paranormal activity out (laughs) here. But their whole thing, too, is like, well, that's a lot.
1: But we don't know how much. Because it's over the reader.
0: Because it's over the reader. So, like, it's over a 1,000 for sure. But it's, like, 20,000, like, milli rubles or something like that, whatever the, they measure radiation in. So at 155, this is like only two hours after all this yeah. shit even started. Firefighters are on the scene. Um, they're not wearing protective clothing. They're just, they showed up in their skivvies and a lot of them would die <sighs> painful deaths. Others would pass away in about a month because their immune systems will yeah, be destroyed that's... by the radiation. Bonkers. So most people are in bed But some people are mesmerized by that beam that we talked about. They're like, wow, we have no idea what that is, but it looks cool. So I will now briefly explain how radiation poisoning works on the body. It basically takes out electrons from atoms in a person's molecules and destroys the chemical bonds, thus damaging the tissue. I only, out of that sentence, understand (laughs) damaging the tissue. So acute radiation poisoning – will manifest itself in diarrhea Mm. and vomiting in like an hour or two. Uh, the GI tract, um, will break down and bacteria is let loose. So basically your body is just kind of like letting it's things that keeps tucked away, expelling them, expelling them. Just, woo, go have a good time kids. All right. Come home by midnight, you know? So it just, it wreaks havoc on your body. Um, it affects the bone marrow, which affects your white cell yeah. or white blood cells, your immune system. Without a working immune system, you, you you're done. you done.
1: Crazy so, how, like, to treat cancer, they're like, "We'll just give you a little bit. We'll just give you a little taste of radiation. Just a little
0: bit. Just a little bit. We we'll just, we we'll just destroy, thirty um, percent. Just a
1: smidge.
0: So um blood transfusions and bone marrow transplants have been uh what they use to yeah help people come back from this kind of like radiation poisoning um one of the townspeople ludmila ignatenko is awake at like two o'clock in the morning her uh, husband's a firefighter oh. yep clotted cream but you know along with that she's just like oh he got called into work probably to go look at that giant beam that's shooting up out of the ground into the sky. So she's chilling. She's like, wow, that's a, that looks intense. And she is seven months pregnant. Her husband, uh, Vasily will not survive very long and he will be buried in a zinc casket under cement. His body's still very radioactive. So crazy. um, yeah, Ludmilla went to see him as he was quickly passing away. Um, but the nurse... So but in 1986, they thought radioactivity was contagious. Sure. So you couldn't touch a person that had been, like, cleaned and out of their contaminated clothes. So you thought, like, you could get it from, like, skin-to-skin contact.
1: Can you not get it a little bit from people? Am I totally crazy?
0: If, if they've been cleaned of their, like, contaminated clothing and, like... Like, usually by the time they're in a hospital bed, they've been cleaned off. Quarantined. But no, like, uh, skin to skin, it's still pretty unlikely that you're going to catch anything from touching a radioactive. So, the baby will be born with congenital Uh. heart defects and liver cirrhosis and die Uh. after a few hours. Now, this explodes in the media. They're like, she should have never been allowed to see her husband. She should have never touched her husband. Da-da-da-da-da. Um, there was this, like, you know, story that was basically made up for the news that said the baby held on to all the radioactivity, basically saving its mother host.
1: That's, like, a cool, <laughs> fun little sci-fi adventure.
0: Like Exactly. I'm, like, it's definitely gives, like, you know, um, dragonflies, whenever they're near you, they can yeah. detect health problems. Or, you know, it's, yeah. like, out kind of that, like ethereal like mystical thing so yeah yeah for sure um so it was a whole like media circus she would go on talk shows and and say like you know i chose to see my husband and there's no scientific proof to say that the baby was affected by like the transfer of the radioactive particles from him to her to the baby it was most likely that she was that she got radiation from somewhere i mean
1: also uh she was living pretty close to Chernobyl. I wonder if yeah. that maybe was part Cheerless. of it.
0: She was outside looking at a beam of light. There was also this like uh, made-up story that it didn't happen, but they said that a group of people were standing on a bridge looking at this beam, and then they all died of radiation poisoning. That's not true. There was no bridge. There was no like group of people watching this thing. What it a was weird just something... one to make up. I know, right? So now inside Reactor 4, there's a molten reactor and it's burning at twenty two hundred degrees Fahrenheit. Uh meetings are being held. There's people are asking about the high levels of radiation and (laughs) Diatlov is like, this isn't a problem guys. Please don't worry. Oh God. Don't worry about this. This is like, listen, listen, do you want a cup of tea? I got some tea coming we sit here we talk about our favorite shows you just don't worry about this whole reactor I'm imagining like a
1: meeting for this and they're like to open things up uh everyone's gonna do a high low for the week we're gonna all go around and do a rosebud thorn um everyone tell me your favorite moment from the week and your uh, least favorite (laughs) moment from the week (laughs) oh my favorite moment um I got to see my, my sister, which was really nice. And I'd say my least favorite moment is probably right now with the nuclear reactor um breaking down. Um, and my bud, I'm really looking forward to um, you know, trying my darndest at keeping this thing all together. So yeah, that's where I'm at right now.
0: <laughs> I truly would have loved I to know. be in that meeting. Oh my God. I would have been like I don't you know, I know the world is this is a terrible, terrible thing that's happening, but I'm yeah. having a good
1: time. We have but, like some Danishes. <laughs> <Rosebud thorn>. Yeah.
0: <laughs> do you guys want to do like trust falls or something? Like I, I think, think that could be
1: Before we really, really dive into things, we should really talk about office chairs. And I think our lumbar support <laughs> right now is not
0: where it could be. <laughs> right. And I'm willing to stay here all night <laughs> to discuss. Really. <laughs> So, yes, that is definitely Dyatlov's vibe. <laughs> All of the phone lines in the town are blocked because they don't want anybody sending, quote, misinformation oh, sure. about what's going on. So, basically, they call in uh, a couple specialists. Um, Valery Legasov, the deputy director of the Kurchatov Institute of Atomic Energy, i want to call him Mr. Science Guy. He's the one that exposes the Soviet Union's shortcomings when it comes sure. to producing nuclear energy. He goes to Chernobyl to see firsthand um, what happened, and which sucks because I'm like, ah, oh, damn it! It's one of those things like I gotta do this in person. It's like <laughs> not this one. Don't do this one There's in person. There's still
1: some uh, after effects. It's
0: not a breakup. So, uh, Crisis Manager Iboris Sherabina. He, they'll be there together. They hitch a ride from the airport together. They go and check it out, and they're like this. <laughs> wow. And within hours, they will suffer from radiation poisoning. But for now, they're just like, wow, this is a oh my God. freaking disaster. Hour 13. All right, let's evacuate the town. You know how we weren't letting them make phone calls and all that shit before? Well, let's get them out. Go, 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 go. So... Basically, the levels of the radioactivity in the town are rising at an alarming rate. Hour 36, helicopters start dropping sand and boron onto the site because, as we know, boron absorbs neutrons. So they're trying to put out this smoldering fire of radioactivity. Uh, This is also dangerous. Uh, One of the helicopters crashed into, like, a train. Wait, not a train, a chain.
1: (laughs) I was like... This story is insane.
0: There are twists. (laughs) It's wild. Sorry. I got a text just as I was saying that sentence, and I, like, read the text and said the sentence, and then it just... Anyway. So this helicopter hit a chain and crashed. Um, Evacuation begins. They still have not told the people in the town why they're evacuating, what they're evacuating from. Um, The only thing that's basically being told to them is a voice over the loudspeakers saying attention attention in connection with an accident at the chernobyl atomic power station unfavorable radiation conditions are developing in the city of pripyat in order to ensure complete safety of residents children first and foremost it has become necessary to carry out a temporary evacuation okay lots of words to be like grab your shit all your shit get the things that are most important to you because they didn't know this but they are not going back
1: oh wow
0: yeah they're never going back on jeez but just one hour before this people were like like at weddings at the park like getting ice cream they were just like living it up summer style like they're like this is great we're having a great weekend the kids were on the bumper cars so they're like close your windows switch off electrical and gas turn off water taps and leave your house right now they got on buses and got everybody out of there at hour 42, they think all of the people from Prepyat are gone, but they're not. There's oh, about 1,200 people that stay behind. What? Including the youths who want to party dance. Uh, 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 Mom is gone.
1: Youths, I support your right to do this, but now is not the fucking time, guys.
0: Today is not the day. You know what I mean? Also,
1: Twelve hundred people. I get it. It's not a lot when you're looking at like a city or a town or whatever, but it's more than enough to be like, huh?
0: It's kind I'm of missing a lot. someone.
1: It's like, not like fucking Kevin McAllister not getting on the plane. You know, like mm-hmm. it's it's twelve hundred people. That's like half yeah. of my high school.
0: Well, it's twelve hundred people out of a hundred and sixteen thousand. So like, that's still. Kind of a lot. Like 116,000 yeah. people isn't a huge population. There's still gonna be like 1,200. But the majority of this 1,200, so there were a bunch of youths and then the babushkas. They're like,
1: the grannies.
0: I'm not leaving. I
1: will die in my chair.
0: The grannies were like, shoot me in the face or leave me alone. Iconic. I'm staying right here. And like all of them had been through like, Stalin's reign of terror they've been through wars and famines and stuff like that and they're just like radiation Mm -mm -mm -mm. doesn't make the list it's not something I'm scared of so I'm gonna go read my book see ya so uh, hour 52 the Soviets get word that Sweden has detected large amounts of radiation and they found out that it's coming from Chernobyl so they can't keep this under wraps anymore yeah and US satellite will confirm photos of a disaster. So, yeah, I'm the sure. News ripples through the world. Hour 55, uh, it's not until the evening that uh, official news is shown on Russian TV. So, like, the Russians were like the Boy, last to know. That's
1: bonkers.
0: <laughs> yeah. But they're also in this day and age, they, they had this tactic called the what about ism. So, they were like, yeah, okay, so our reactor blew up, but what about. The Three Mile Island incident yeah. in the U.S. And what about the other thing? And what about that time you mm-hmm. left tuna salad in the break room uncovered? Uncovered.
1: This little, like, dance yeah, dance around it.
0: So, basically, they're trying to flood the the area. They're digging a tunnel underneath the area because they're afraid that it's going to leak into the groundwater and then would infect Europe, God, everybody. Um, our 100... Der- Debris removal starts. They're like, "Hey, instead of using men to get rid of this highly radioactive stuff, we'll use robots." Cool. Great. Down for that. That's a great idea. This might be the best decision made thus far.
1: This is a good instance of letting robots take human jobs.
0: Exactly, but the robots break down immediately. Cool. Like, as soon as they were deployed into the radiation, done. Yeah, they were. (laughs) They're just gone. Sweet. So 600,000 or so workers will be sent in to clean up the area. They're called liquidators. Um, Why do we have to
1: clean up right now? Can we let things chill for I a don't second? Oh,
0: for real. Our protagonist, Alexander, he is in the hospital for months um, recovering, thinking like it, any day now I'm gonna die. But his body responds to skin grafts and bone marrow transplants and he does. Oh, amazing actually survive. But, you know, with their relocation and everything, people are still very wary of having any kind of contact with a Chernobyl survivor. Yeah. Oh, They'll wow. cross the streets. Like, the kids that are put into new schools, people will completely avoid them. Oh. And it's, uh, pretty messed up. So, as we know, one of the investigators will, on his, like, deathbed, write all the things that are wrong with like the Soviet government that this is why they happen. He outlines a whole thesis on it. I won't read you the quote. It's just really long, but he's basically like in a government such as this, this is the only thing that could have happened, which I'm like, "Eh." Mm. Mm -hmm. Eh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) chore. The pressure's on, but two years later, Valeri, this investigator will be found dead in his apartment
1: from radiation poisoning
0: from radiation or from murder yes. I well that's no. what I literally looked up because it said it will be he will be found dead in his apartment I was like yeah he was murdered by the government and that's what I thought it and I literally looked it up and it said that he had died most likely from radiation I was like but that's what they want me to think isn't it <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting past me uh huh So out of the 237 people that suffered suffered acute radiation sickness, 31 died within a couple months. Uh, The amount of people that died from cancer due to radiation poisoning was about 4,000, and many more survived cancer. Jeez. An exclusion zone was formed, covering an area of about 1,000 square miles of Ukraine. Reactor 4 was covered with a giant steel and concrete building called the Sarcophagus Containment Structure.
1: And it's now luxury apartments. (laughs)
0: Yeah, move on in here, baby. Come on, weirdos. We want you back. So over the years, uh, the town of Pripyat uh, became home to animal life again, including like deer, bears, dogs. You get it. Yeah. The good news is in 20,000 years, the town of Pripyat might be safe again for humans to go and live. Oh, cool. Uh, You can visit uh, the town of Pripyat. And Chernobyl, but experts recommend you don't eat the wild mushrooms or other plants that grow there.
1: Oh, no, you shouldn't?
0: Nope. Really? Yep. Oh, I want. to I know, that. I know. That's, like, the biggest downer of this whole story is, like, uh, I want to eat those Chernobyl mushrooms.
1: Wait, you, you shouldn't eat the radioactive mushrooms? <laughs> no way. And,
0: I know, and also don't wear your favorite <laughs> clothes, because you will have to throw them.
1: Oh, oh beans. You're, I like, love- wearing your Prada dress.
0: I don't want to go tour Chernobyl. I'm like, this is a $1,000 leather jacket. So, yeah, that was the whoo, uh, grueling that's hour long. big
1: boy. That that's is a, a big fucking topic.
0: Oh, my God. damn! God. God. I probably should have broken it up into two, but here we are now. But oh, well. And now we know, and uh, thank you for being here and yeah. making that way more fun for me
1: hey thanks for telling me about it because now i feel like i can uh, participate in all the conversations i'm having about there you Chernobyl. Go.
0: yeah i was like what would be the one thing that you would say at a party when people would be like oh my god chernobyl wild right
1: i'd be like yeah the beam of light it's great <laughs> entertainment for when you're eating clotted cream big beam of light in the sky
0: I think that's perfect.
1: Yeah, just make up (laughs) lies. Did you know that the townspeople were eating cream and berries um, Mm -hmm. when the light went up, actually? Mm
0: Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. And then
1: also 2,000 elephants showed up out of nowhere.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And just shot into the sky.
1: It was crazy. And they all stayed together somehow. It was so cool. Yeah, it was like one of those...
0: I'm thinking it was like when people go skydiving all together and they all hold hands and make that big like starfish <laughs>
1: kind of... they hold like tusk to tail
0: tusk to tail, yeah exactly,
1: very cute
0: i love this yeah it's it was a very cute story, very um definitely uh spared some of the more gory
1: yeah i'm i I have to say I appreciate it mm-hmm. I liked your um Somewhat broad strokes talking about radiation poisoning.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just okay, like vomit, diarrhea, you, you know, it damages the tissue. That's all you need to know. Okay. Yeah.
1: I don't think we need trigger warnings for this one. I think it's probably all right. fine. All, all right.
0: right. Cool. Awesome. All right. Well, um that's it for for, for 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 today. So, um, do you want to tell everybody where to rate, review, and subscribe instead?
1: yes i do um if you want to email us your made-up story about chernobyl you can go ahead and do that <laughs> at disastrouspod at gmail.com on instagram we are disastrous pod and on tiktok we are disastrous lee pod with an ly mm-hmm. make sure to rate review and subscribe on itunes give us a little bit of love Yay. um and then you know send this one to a pal
0: yeah and we would love for you to drop in the comments too. Like if there's a disaster that you love, yeah.
1: Or uh, like, are like everyone knows about this thing except me. Yeah. yeah,
0: we would love to cover that because chances are we don't know about it either. <laughs> so <laughs> let us know. We want to talk about it. Um, okay, awesome. Well, yes, this has been disastrous. I'm Amanda. I'm Hannah. And we love you and respect you. And we will catch you on the Flippy Floppy.
1: Bye. Bye.